Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. I'll pre-record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go. The day before the opening of baseball season, we've got basketball to tell you about. Uh, already a game in the books today for the Lady Eagles. Welcome to the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson, Southern Bank Course Studios today. Hattiesburg and Laurel raining in uh, Hattiesburg. I'm assuming raining in Laurel as well. Dickie's Barbecue Pit, our opening segment sponsor, and we appreciate uh, them very, very much. Uh, great friends of ours. Uh, we think it's a great place for you to take your family anytime you want a delicious meal. Luke and I will never turn down a meal at Dickie's Barbecue. Am I right about that, Luke Johnson? Absolutely. Great smoked meats. I really like their sausage. A lot of people go for for brisket, but the, the Westerner sandwich is phenomenal as well. And uh, they actually have in, in Laurel, I don't know if this is a secret menu, but you can actually order like loaded fries, and they put all kinds of stuff on waffle fries. It's kind of mm. a, a secret in Jones County, but it's good stuff. Yeah, Dickie's Barbecue, really appreciate the, all they do. Lady Eagles on the road, played this morning, oddly, and a walk away with a really nice win, Luke, 71-57 over Georgia State. Lady Eagles improved to 16-9. and uh, in the uh, nine and five in the league, Dominique Davis with twenty points. Uh, Lonnie Cornfield, and I love watching her play. Fifteen points. Lady Eagles shoot forty five percent from the floor, thirty one percent from the three point line. Get twenty eight points uh, off the bench, including a couple of well, about thirty really good minutes uh, from Rose Warren and uh, two three point shots from her. Nice win for the Lady Eagles, and they seem to be back on track. Yeah, Grayson had. Uh... Chipped in nine and, and five rebounds. Eagles really dominated, as you said, off the bench, but in the paint as well. 38 points in the paint. More than half of their points are there, which means, you know, Dom and, and uh, was able to uh, to get inside. She didn't hit a three today. Cornfield went two of five. Uh, as you mentioned, Rose Warren hit two threes, and then Lauren Gross added added another one. Uh, Femi Funis was, uh, was really good underneath nine rebounds. But, yeah, the reason that they did that, I think now they – travel to ULM. So, uh, yeah, it was a an 11 a.m. Eastern tip-off today in Atlanta. Uh, but uh, you think they may be headed, headed back home, spend the night in Hattiesburg, and then hit the road again tomorrow. Yeah, strange time. I, I don't know that we've seen a game played at noon uh, all year long. Not sure of the reason for that. But congratulations uh, to the Lady Eagles. Uh, we follow them very closely and uh, very, very Bye. happy. They, I bet they did it for, for weather concerns as well, because these storms Possibly. are about to push through 
And then by the time they get over to Georgia, it will be later this evening. So I bet Possibly. that was one of the reasons why. There we go. All right. Uh, coming up uh, for the men, South Alabama. South Alabama 13 and 14 uh, on the year. Six and eight in the league. Seven, that's seven o'clock tonight. Golden Eagles beat South Alabama 76-72 earlier in the year. I got to tell you, though, Luke, this 13 and 14 that tells you that they can win ball games. They're eight and four at home. They've won two straight. We'll be talking to uh, J.D. Byers, uh, their play-by-play guy, here in a couple of minutes. But uh, got to be focused, man. You, games like this can uh, trap you if you're not uh, if you're not on the money. Yeah, I mean, you look back. You remember earlier, uh, mid-January, we beat them by four. They had lost to Louisiana by three. They lost to Coastal by four in overtime. Then lost to Old Dominion by two. And so some of those games they lost early in the Sun Belt. They started, uh, you know, finding their stride. They, they ended January by, by really beating Troy soundly by 17 points, got a win up in Jonesboro by 20, uh, beat ULM by eight on the road. But the, the, really their last uh, couple games, they lost a close one to Troy on the road. Then they uh, they beat App State. So they kind of been – it depends on which team shows up, and I'm interested to talk to, to J.D. about how those earlier losses have kind of helped them. Um, in the in, in the uh, in the second half of, of the Sun Belt season, but this is the game to me. Uh, this game in Texas State are the ones that I'm saying Eagles Eagles can't afford to uh, to turn the ball over early, can't afford to get down. It is really hard to come back from from being down on the road. Uh, so Golden Eagles need to get a hot start uh, tonight. Have the Eagles secured uh, that opening round? Uh couple of buys that everybody's vying for luke yeah they they should with a a win tonight um i I think they've i think technically they've already done it i was talking to somebody over the weekend but i it's they need to take care of business tonight and then they would basically be if they were to win tonight and keep a two game um two game lead because that's what they they are right now a two game lead over marshall they would have to lose six games as of right now to be in a four-way tie, uh, or to be in a three-way tie with Old Dominion and Troy, um, they've already, you know, they've already beaten uh, beaten Troy. So they're twelve and two. Uh, Marshall and Louisiana ten and four. James Madison nine and five. So they would have to get if they win tonight. The worst they could do would be thirteen and five if they win tonight, which would which would lock it up. So pretty sure win tonight, double bye. ESPN Plus uh, will be carrying the game uh, from uh, South Alabama. So uh, if you want to tune in, uh, that game, I believe, tips off tonight at 7 o'clock. Tomorrow, we're going to be at Pete Taylor Park, and uh, it's going to be so much fun. We're going to have Scott Berry, Hill Denson, Daniel Stewart, Larry Warren. That's a good way to kick off uh, baseball uh, at Pete Taylor Park. The Liberty Flames here in town, and uh, – Talking uh, yesterday to Coach Barry, uh, Luke, uh, no easy, no easy pushover here. Uh, you know, he said the Golden Eagles are going to have to be ready, going to have to play their best game. He expects a really competitive series. He made such a great analogy. He said, uh, it, "This is like when you're in college and you've been studying, studying, studying for your final exam. At some point, you just have to put the books down and go take the test. And uh, Liberty will be the first test of the year for the Golden Eagles. Should be." Really, really exciting. Yeah, Liberty uh, was was a regional team um, last year down in down in Gainesville. Lost uh, to uh, to Oklahoma and then lost to uh, to Central Michigan. They're a team that won thirty seven games last year. 
their RPI was was really good, and they were uh, they were ranked some parts of the season. They've already announced actually um, their their pitching rotation for the weekend. Golden Eagles have not. Uh, I, was, I was talking to uh, to Stats McGee a little earlier on. They're uh, they've already announced their rotation. Horn Moran Tepper. We'll look at some of those numbers and maybe talk about them later in the show. But be sure to ask Coach Barry about those tomorrow. But yeah, Liberty's one of those. Uh, when when they came up, you know, uh, to in football to the FBS level, they they have a a crazy big donor base, and we talked about this as we played them in football. Uh, you know, we had the conversation with Hugh Freeze uh, on the Eagle Hour, and they invest heavily in some of their. When you go to see some of their facilities, I mean, it rivals some of the, some of the nicest in the country, and so they're a team that is heavily invested in baseball the last several years, and that's that's paid off. And so this is not. I mean, this is not a an, an opening, you know, weekend. Uh, this isn't Winthrop, <laughs> no. That we're playing. No. I mean, this isn't Wofford. That no. we're. I mean, this is this is a, this is a, a a big quality opponent coming in, and like the Eagles will do uh, next weekend with with Illinois, and then with a, a tremendous Dallas Baptist team that'll come in. Uh, it, it's it's going to be. Uh, hit in the mouth or get hit in the mouth uh, early on yeah. for this baseball team. Well, you mentioned Illinois, and then you mentioned Dallas Baptist, and let me throw that we sprinkle in and around all of those uh, Ole Miss and Mississippi State. So it's, Who? Uh, Ole Who's Miss that? and uh, Mississippi State. Never heard of them. Yeah. They, they play so, baseball? Uh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> back, uh, <laughs> back. Yeah, by the way, we're we're early on in our non-conference schedule, we're playing uh, the, the back-to-back or the, the last two national champions in baseball. Yeah, bring it. Yeah. That's why we do yeah. baseball at Southern Miss. Well, we like it. All right, we'll be talking to J.D. Byers uh, here in just a couple of minutes on the other side of the break. Uh, but uh, back to basketball real quickly. A uh, solid win uh, for the Lady Eagles. Where, where do they stand, Luke, uh, you know, in trying to vie for these uh, for these uh, early seeds and, and early, um, you know, uh, passes in the tournament? So right now, Troy's all alone at 11-3. and three. James Madison, Texas State, and Old Dominion are ten and four. So the Lady Eagles, with their win today, ten and five, just outside, um, you know that uh, that they're they're fifth right now. And so everybody else will play tonight. What you want to hope for is Lady Eagles need need to win, really need to win out um, or or win two out of the next three, and then have James Madison, Texas State, or Old Dominion lose two. So that's how the Lady Eagles they can pick up a game tonight. If Old Dominion, Texas State, or James Madison were to lose, and want Louisiana to lose as well, just for the Lady Eagles to be able to, to possibly get in to uh, to the, those top four. Now, if Troy somehow were to drop, you know, their three out of their four last games or two out of their last four games, it's going to be a muddle at, at the top. And so, if you're Joy Leaving Ellis's ladies, you just take care of business. You just keep winning uh, game by game, and and. It, it may come down to the final game of the regular season to see who gets the top four. All right, J.D. Byers, play-by-play voice of South Alabama, next on the Eagle Island.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Back on a stormy Thursday. Be sure to keep the weather pulled up. It's going to get nasty here in uh, in the southern half of the state in the next couple hours. Uh, supposed to get some thunderstorms uh, actually like right now, but kind of phased out, but looking uh, possibly between 2.30 and, and 4.30. So be sure uh, you have your weather alerts updated, your phone nearby. Of course, uh, Super Talk will uh, continue to bring weather updates uh, throughout the afternoon. Eagle Hour on a Thursday from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel, Luke Johnson, and Bob Getty. Appreciate you wherever you're joining us. Eagles on the road against a, a familiar foe. Headed down to uh, to Mobile tonight to take on the South Alabama Jaguars. Here joining us, good friend of the show, JD Byers, and, and JD. No more of these non-conference games. We we now know what it's like to uh, to play South Alabama on a regular basis. Looking forward to a series in baseball later on. But but uh, Eagles right now twenty three and four in first place. South Alabama, man, how many of those like one, two, three, four losses in the first half of the season? You guys have been able to to get a few more wins down the stretch, but ha- have those just tight games in the first half of the season, how have they affected uh, the second half of the season for the Jaguars? Well, we, we've never been at or above 500. We started the year with a NAIA win that was a counter, and after that, South Alabama started 1-0. We lost six of the next eight, and the wins there were, you know, in Evansville, uh, a Robert Morris in a tournament. So, it, you know, it's been tough, and it's been hard to keep a head up. Uh, these are young men, but they've, you know, they, they've had some difficulties on and off the court just to try to stay focused. But uh, they're, they're really good young men that respond to the coach well, despite all the struggles. And it seems like they're piecing it together right now. Uh, I, I would say, though, that tonight a key, if I was watching this from a Southern Miss perspective, South Alabama seven-footer Kevin Samuel, I, I think the, the theme with him he can get his 10 to 15 rebounds, but if he's not scoring and being involved on the offensive end, the, the tendency is that leads to a loss. So he has to be getting it done on both ends of the floor. He's got nine double-doubles, but the teams that have shut him down offensively have been pretty successful. Yeah, we look back at, at that game in mid-January. Eagles won 76-72 in Reed Green. Samuel went for 15 points and, and 11 rebounds. But one thing that really stuck out to me that night South Alabama was not good behind the arc. I mean, they were 5 of 26, um, shot 16% from behind the arc in, in the second half. Ha, has that been a trend for them throughout the year, or have they been a lot better? I think you guys right now somewhere in the 34 35% for the year. Was that just an off night for the Jags from three-point range? I also recall we put up a whole bunch in that game. Yeah, we tried 26 in that game. We're making about a little over seven. We defend the line pretty well. We're only giving up five. Uh, but I think at home, that would play in South Alabama's favor. The threes have really been falling. Owen White has really found uh, his stroke from outside. So, I, I, you know, it was like we stuck with it, and it just never panned out, tra- taking that many threes in a game. Southern Miss took 26 as well. They hit five. Um, but it's got to be an inside presence when you've got a physical uh, middle guy Who's also the you know active leader in the entire country in Division One uh, of total rebounds, and he's almost averaging a double double. But I still say the key is there. I remember I remember in that game too, bringing it up back on the nineteenth of, of January. The things that stood out, I think both teams shared the ball really well, but 
but but Southern Miss, 15 assists were very efficient at ball movement. They shared it. They, you know, they, they, they didn't panic. They got into plays, and I think that's part of coaching and really selling, settling in with his program. Bench, golly, the Golden Eagles were 19 to nothing or 19 to two. It was really low scoring from South Alabama's backups, and they played a lot of minutes. So that stood out. Even though they were both on, on turnovers, I thought the teams played really well over at uh, Reed Green because I think the Jacks both, – both teams had under 10. I think we had nine and you all had eight. Yeah. Um, one more question. I'll throw it to Bob. Uh, a name that didn't, that didn't play in that game is uh, Natalie Alvarez. He's been phenomenal. Uh, he, he, he'll come in and, and take over for Mo Arnold and, and has played a ton of minutes. He's kind of been the, the X factor in the second half of the season. South Alabama didn't see him the first time. I know they seen him on tape. How, how do you, how do you defend a guy, you know, that, that you haven't seen and, and, uh, but you have seen on tape that has been, you know, so, so good like that. What's the Jack's thoughts on Alvarez? Uh, you know, and I've only seen limited of him on film. I know he's a lot better in conference play than he was overall. And, you know, he's coming off the bench in conference. I think he had three starts uh, in the non-conference prior. But his, his scoring is up per game. His rebounds are up per game. Uh, his assists have been kind of consistent all year. And it is so nice uh, to have the luxury of, you know, having a point guard that can give your primary ball handler a rest and come in and still distribute it at such a high level. That's what's hard to prepare for is a guy that, you know, he, he can get a half dozen a game but also set guys up and have such good vision. So that'll be very tough for a full 40 minutes, whereas, you know, if the point guard's getting a rest, you can kind of take off for a couple of series. Bob? Yeah, and he's very, very quick. I mean, extraordinarily quick up and down the floor. So uh, he has been a big boost uh, for the Golden Eagles. I'm going to ask you one question. I want to switch gears a little bit while we have a couple of minutes with you and talk about Jag baseball. But uh, uh-huh. we saw a huge, huge crowd here last Thursday night, another Really big crowd Saturday. Really ginned up a, a lot of juice in the in the in the place. What kind of atmosphere you expect tonight? Are, are the fans hanging in there with the Jaguars? Yeah, and um, golly, with that weather, you know, I, we got right, a softball right. tournament starting tonight as well. Um, but there's a lot of anticipation because a lot of pitching is going to return. We got some guys that are coming back from some early season injuries last year. Some that required surgery, and we hope they're back. But we've seen them, you know, in scrimmages, and most of them are ramping it back up as far as Velo, where they were. I know a lot of our folks are, you know, getting ready to actually finally have a, a three-game series against Southern Miss and getting getting able, getting ready to be able to see the entire arsenal and weekend rotation. Uh, but I can't wait to see what this team does offensively. Some guys graduated. We had some mainstays on the infield, you know, that have moved on. So that's, I think, where the biggest holes are. Right. Well, the, the- – the the baseball team's always extraordinarily competitive, and my reference to the crowd really was for basketball tonight. Did you? We know uh, that we know they're going to support your baseball team as fine a yeah, program the, as that is. But you expect a good the, atmosphere tonight? Yeah, the, uh, there was a big social media push regarding uh, student section. They didn't really show up as much Monday because real rare we broke out of conference play. I don't think we've done that since I've been here, which is about a decade to play a non conference in the conference part of the season. We had Hartford come in. They needed a game. Their non-conference transitioning back to D3. They weren't very good in the crowd as far as the student section wasn't. But there's a big push to pack out the student section. I think they're bribing them with uh, some free appetizers at walk-ons or something. So <laughs> maybe they'll be there and they'll be vocal. Uh, some of my neighbors are uh, very long-time uh, not only alum but supporters of Southern Miss. 
and they're actually getting my four family tickets. Uh, they can't come. So I, on the way out of the neighborhood, I dropped them off to them. So they're going to be here tonight and take full advantage. So I can't wait to see a nice mix of red, white, blue, and gold and black. Well, that's good. It's, it's great rivalry and it's exciting. It's exciting to be in the conference from a Southern Miss perspective and know that, uh, we're going to be playing the Jags in, uh, in every sport. Oh, just, yeah. Just a couple of minutes left, though, but, uh, but back to baseball. I was looking at at what the sports writers predicted the you know from start to finish of the league, and you know when Old Dominion is is picked to finish sixth or seventh in the league after watching Old Dominion play last year and South Alabama, you know you could go on Louisiana, Georgia State, USM. What a loaded baseball conference this could be, JD. This could be really really exciting. Yeah, and God, we we need to move in that area of of being more than a you know, one big automatic qualifier. There's more years in baseball than basketball that we get more in uh, to the tournament. But uh, when, when it's voted on by coaches, I, I tend to put a little bit more credence in the baseball preseason poll than right. anything voted on by the media. You know, they know who the other guys got. They're probably out there and have known it since some of these kids were in eighth and ninth grade. They recruit that so, you know, far and early. They know what's in the arsenal. Um, and, and I can't wait to see it play out. This is, there's going to be some full 27 out games that could surprise you and, and make it a really good season. No question. Who does South Alabama open with? And I, and I assume they open this weekend. Yes. Uh, I want to say we have back-to-back tournaments. We've got some really good opponents coming in. It's right here. Uh, we, well, this has Eastern Kentucky, Northwestern, um, UAB. That was the other one in this one. Uh, so we're going to do that. We're going to play Nichols. We, you know, we normally only do them at home. Some of the other, like New Orleans, will play home at home. But then on the weekend, uh, starting February 24th, Nebraska's coming down here for three. So that'll be pretty fun. And then we go back over to Tulane. Yeah, going to be good. Well, Jay, we appreciate it. Uh, looking for a great basketball game tonight. And uh, yeah, I- I'll repeat it again. Just it's exciting to be in the league and and, and know that uh, this great rivalry is just going to build and build and build in every sport. We uh, we look forward absolutely. To- Look forward to the game tonight, my friend. Thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate you inviting me, guys. Be uh, safe with this weather. Yeah, same here. Our J.D. Byers, play-by-play voice of uh, South Alabama. When we come back, Luke, I've got a surprise for you. One of our uh, one of our friends and sponsors brought some Valentine's Day gifts by here and uh, brought you one that I'm going to bring to the Pete uh, for you tomorrow afternoon. And you're going to be proud of it because I hid it from Kelly Center. Otherwise, I don't think you would have ever seen it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, it can't be edible, but it might have been edible. It might have been. We'll, we'll, reveal, <laughs> we'll reveal that when we come back. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right. I want to thank Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net for all they do for the Super Talk Eagle Hour, as well as 4th Street Bar and Grill. Great, great Golden Eagle sponsors, Eagle Hour sponsors, Golden Eagle supporters, Campus Bookmark, 
4th Street Bar and Grill. Also, I want to thank Jana King, the King of Clean, for their sponsorship of our show. They've been working for over 35 years, cleaning your places of work, education, medical attention, eateries, stadiums, and worship. You can go to JanaKingCleans.com. you got to practice that one. JanaKingCleans.com for more information. All right, Luke, before we bring on Heath, a little news I want to share with you. On Valentine's Day, door opened uh, during the show. Young lady walks in. She's got four boxes of candy. Those were Valentine's Day gifts to me, you, Kelly, and Michael from Miss Kathleen at Campus Bookmart, sweetest lady in Hattiesburg. And thinking of you, I knew that uh, I wasn't going to be in the building on Wednesday and that you were were being Laurel, and I knew Santa was going to be in the building. I hid your box of candy <laughs> in my office, and it's intact, and I will bring it to you tomorrow afternoon. Thank you so much. I'm surprised Kelly didn't track it down. He had one, and I, I understand he consumed it in about 15 minutes, and uh, I just knew that uh, you would never see your candy. But I want you to know I was thinking about your brother, and uh, and I want to thank Miss Kathleen. How nice was that? Yes. And uh, we really, uh, really do appreciate Thank you, Miss Kathleen, campusbookmark.net. Yes. There we go. We'll be at the Peak Taylor Park tomorrow. It'll be a great weekend for you to all talk about sweet stuff. Enjoy Mobe Beignet. Uh, it's the official beignet store of the Eagle Hour. And uh, here's the good news. I got this from Jody the other night. The strawberry topping is back, the very best. Now, this is not a hint, but we will be at uh, P. Taylor Park tomorrow right outside of Coach Berry's office, and we'd be more than happy to sample a beignet with the strawberry topping. Uh, now, he told me there was, like, vanilla ice cream in the works somewhere in that, too. Yeah, he said that so you So we're getting to, to the dangerous category. Yeah, so anyway, to our friends at Mobe Beignet, we're always happy to have you show up at a remote. Uh, that's kind of shameless, isn't it, Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation? Kind of, kind of a shameless begging for free beignets. Well, I'm still waiting on my beignets from Luke that he's been promising me forever. So what I'm thinking is, hopefully, he might bring me some. Luke you know, did not promise. Broadcast. He, should. he should. Luke did not I, promise. I, I, Heath, I think Heath Luke, said to I do something and then put a promise on it. It never happened. That's, yeah. I, I still haven't got him yet. You know, I'm crippled, Luke. You got to help me here, buddy. <laughs> don't do that. Don't, don't, don't even do that at all. Boy, talk about shame. Boy, talk about it. Man, people get carried away over these beignets. I'm oh, telling my you. Goodness. All right, Heath. Uh-oh. Baseball oh, tomorrow. Um, yeah, I know. Baseball tomorrow. Let's let's do this. Um, let's. Let's work out a best guess starting uh, lineup and position wise. Now, we know Tanner Hall will throw tomorrow. We haven't done that. And we were talking off air about how when basketball doing so well, it's like we, you know, when, when basketball is struggling, we were like, all right, you know, first part of January, let's start talking baseball. But I, I feel like we haven't even talked through that. So, so I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you Luke's lineup in threes. Okay. Top third, right. middle third, bottom third, and I want your comments. All right, first, top third, Edsel leading off in center, Dickerson at short, Pato and right. I like it. I think that's probably a I, – I like uh, Pato in the third spot. Yeah, I, I like that. I, I agree with you on that. Let's go bottom third, okay, because I think the middle third could, could be somewhat questionable. I, I'll just go to the middle third. Sergeant. In the and clean up at first, and here's where it gets interesting. Maybe Wilkes, maybe Lynch, maybe Parker slash Ewing. Let's just go with Danny Lynch at 
at, at third in the five hole. And then let's go Tate Parker, Reese Ewing, and left in the six hole. Yeah, I think Sergeant's four. I think maybe Parker, if he's playing, you might bet him at five. Or you might bet uh, Lynch at five, Parker at six, Wilkes at seven to get a, a lefty-righty, lefty uh, situation in the lineup. But I think those three guys there at four, five, and and six, and, and maybe I think that kind of can swap around a little bit depending upon pitching matchup. But I actually like Lynch at five, uh, maybe Parker, if he's in at six, uh, Wilkes at seven. It's just going to depend on uh, the pitch. If you got a lefty or righty going, how they're going to do that lineup. If you got a righty, you can throw three lefties in there in the row. Yeah, they're but throwing Horn tomorrow, a- who's a lefty, so we would assume – Probably Parker will will play tomorrow because Horn is a lefty. Yeah. I think they may be throwing a lefty on Saturday. So I, you know, the, the reason for for Sergeant Lynch Parker Wilkes would be right left Parker with a switch. So if he's facing a lefty, then we get another righty in the lineup yeah. tomorrow. All right, bottom. If we if we go with Lynch at five and Parker at six, then Wilkes at the DH, Blake Johnson at the catcher, and then Lacey at second base. I think that's that's probably as good of a guess you're going to get right now. You know how Coach Barry is; he's kind of He'll wait till the last minute to put the lineup out. But I think that's pretty much correct as far as looking at the Southern Miss lineup. I think it's a very good lineup. A lot of power in this lineup. Uh, a lot of guys that can get on base. I'm really excited to see Edsel play, and I can't wait to see Dickerson hit behind Edsel because of what he can do with the bat, bunting, uh, getting getting guys over. And then Peto, uh, you know, to build off last season what he did, I really think that he's uh, – that him in the third position, uh, if he can cut down the strikeouts, that's that top three is going to be tough for any pitcher. I don't care uh, if it's a righty or a lefty. Bob? Yeah, I could agree more. I, I think this is a much healthier, for lack of a better term, batting lineup from start to finish uh, than that what we've had in some time. All right, so, Heath, who are the three weekend starters we'll see? Oh, man. I, well, I know one for sure. Uh, Tanner Hall, maybe uh, we we know that yeah, he's pretty good. We know, yeah, he's he's not he's not bad. I think he's like all American <laughs> or something like that. I'm not sure. Um, Tanner's pretty good. Uh, after that, I think you know, man, it, it's just they haven't really come out with anything. You know, Adams is probably going to be your number two. Mazza maybe your number three. Uh, you get a lefty in the week. Uh, but I, I do know that Coach Barry likes to throw, you know, he doesn't like to throw three righties in there, so he might try to throw a lefty on Sunday and use Mazza during the midweek. Uh, older maybe. So it's going to be – we'll see what they do on the mound, but I know – I'm pretty sure that Tanner is going to start Friday, and I'm pretty sure Matt Adams Saturday, Sunday. I, I just – there's too many variables there. Uh, what do you say, Luke? Yeah, I mean, I, if it were me, I would say Hall, Adams, and Mazza. I could get it where Oldham could replace Mazza uh, for the simple fact of experience. You, d- you don't want Nico to go out there, you know, and uh, but, I mean, Oz has done it. You, you, you may want to start Mazza in a midweek, get him some some uh, some confidence before you put him into the Like Tanner Hall last season. Yeah, so that, that, that's a great point. But, uh, yeah, for me – I would put. I think Adams would be more of a Saturday guy, and then Oldham or Mazza 
uh, in the in the Sunday. I just know tomorrow, man, when they start Horn, I mean, we're talking – so Garrett Horn last year, he's a lefty, 6'2 lefty. Last year, as a freshman, a one nine three ERA. He started seven games, went 6-1. and one. Opponents hit 167 off of him. He struck out 80 in 51 innings. Heath, I mean, we, we tomorrow, as cold as it is, the weather-wise, it could be the bats to be just as cold because you're going to have two studs on the mound against each other. If if Southern Miss has ever had, like, one, I won't say Achilles heel, but if there's something they've always kind of had a little bit of difficulty in, it's with uh, quality left-handed pitching. And I'm scared this guy could do that tomorrow because we're talking about a guy that uh, next year uh, projected to be a day one draft pick in Major League Baseball. And, and I He's learned yesterday, good. too, that they, they pretty much rested that kid during their fall baseball. I think he had a little, yeah. bit, of a, little bit of an arm issue last year, and they, re- they rested him all during fall baseball. It was really kind of uncertain, I was told, yesterday. It was really sort of uncertain as to whether he would pitch this early. But you're right. He's he's going to throw tomorrow, and he is clearly the he's clearly the donkey of uh, of Liberty's baseball team. They're a good team, aren't they, Heath? And the Golden Eagles are going to have to play really well to beat them. Oh, this is probably uh, maybe besides the Mississippi State where Southern Miss swept in, it's probably the best opening weekend matchup at the peak I've uh, had in a while. This is a quality team. This is a very good team. A team that's picked to win. Uh, the Atlantic Sun, and we'll probably do well uh, in the the new Conference USA when they move over there. This is a very strong team. They got a good coach. They got great facilities over there. At Liberty uh, do a good job. I, I, it's going to be Southern Miss going to have to play some really, really, really good baseball to uh, win this series because Liberty's mm-hmm. Liberty's going to Liberty's going to come in. They're not going to be powerful at the plate. I don't see them hitting a lot of home runs. And, of course, it depends on which way the wind's blowing. If the wind's blowing out, there's a reason we call it Pete Tater Park at those times. So it's going to be a fun series, that's for sure. So in summary, we're just going to kill them. Is that what you're saying, Heath? Uh, We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) I think it's going to be a great matchup, though. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Heath Hinton, everybody. Big Gold Nation. We appreciate Heath being on the show every week. One more segment to go of the Eagle Hour. Stay with us. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment of the Eagle Hour on a Thursday brought to you by D-Bat and D-1 Training. They're on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Best Buy. Good people over there. Good facilities. Great pro shop. D-Bat, D-1, D-Bat, Hattiesburg.com. Luke and Bob from the Southern Bancorp Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. If you missed uh, the Eagle Hour, uh, this is the last segment you're joining us. You can go back and listen on demand, supertalk.fm, or catch us in podcast form, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Audible. 
you can always listen to the Eagle Hour. Earlier in the show, we talked to J.D. Byers of the University of South Alabama. See, I went a whole day without saying it the other way. South Al. Well, thanks. I, I didn't say it. Right. You, you did. But, J.D., uh, we talked a little baseball then, but mainly basketball. Eagles uh, take on South Alabama tonight in Mobile in the Mitchell Center at 7 p.m. Bob, the last time I was in the Mitchell Center, Lauren Johnson was graduating from the University of South Alabama. It was December of uh, 2021, and she was decked out in you know red, white, and blue, what we had to do. it. And I, I text Kane Womack, and I, I sent him a picture of Lauren, and I said, this is the only time you'll ever see my, my, my wife in yeah. the colors of your school, to which he replied back, except on the 4th of July. Well, was and it said, painful to see Lauren dressed in South Alabama stuff? Had to be a we little uncomfortable. We weren't in the Sun Belt yet. Okay, but they had whipped our tails in Hancock Whitney four months earlier. Yeah, but yeah. they were. It was a phenomenal experience uh, of, for her. So anyway, seven o'clock tonight, ESPN Plus, and of course uh, John Cox on the Southern Miss Sports Network. Uh, come back to something that you need to know about uh, John here in just a minute. But Lady Eagle softball last night destroys Southern with a capital D. Destroyed Southern University in five innings, seventeen to nothing. Lady Eagles with 10 hits, and uh, congratulations to Paige Kilgore. Throws a four-inning no-hitter, struck out three, and uh, only walked one. Lady Eagles got uh, three RBIs from Alexis Dittmer, Lorna Agron, Natalie Taylor, and also got two from, from Jana Lee. Bob, we talk about uh, Lady Eagles improved to 4-0, and by the way. Natalie Poole still undefeated in her first year as the head coach. We talked about how crazy the weekend's going to be on top of uh, baseball, on top of basketball, on top of Mardi Gras Parade. Lady Eagle softball has a Golden Eagle Invitational. Friday at 5, they play Alcorn. Saturday at noon, they play Tulsa. Saturday at 2.30, they play SIUE. Sunday at Alcorn, they play – at 12, they play Alcorn. Sunday at 2.30, they play Jacksonville State. It's a wild weekend in Hattiesburg. Well, you're not kidding. And, and unless you have a paid parking spot somewhere, and I'm not even sure how much that's going to help you, but but it'll be better than not having one. You need to get to, to, to baseball early if you're just coming to baseball. But, you know, look, the problem is going to be that there's going to be a big basketball crowd for which we're happy. Uh, and so that crowd will have to clear out to make room for the people that are just coming for baseball but my guess is a lot of people who go to basketball are going to stay for baseball. I think it all adds up to a traffic jam on Fourth Street uh, Saturday. There will be. There's a Southern Miss, uh, Southern Miss Police Campus Police has a Twitter profile, and usually after Southern Miss win, they'll pull out like an official traffic alert. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll say, uh, you know, uh, announcement. Uh, a a a lot of traffic has been noted around 4th Street. And it's just, it's their way of saying Southern Miss won a game. I guarantee you there's going to be like, you know, five of those, uh, th- yeah. this weekend. We mentioned at the top of the show, if you, if you, if you miss this, Lady Eagles, uh, beat Georgia State in Atlanta. They played early, earlier today, 71 to 57. Dom Davis with a 20, Cornfield with 15. Lady Eagles improve to 17 and 9, 10 and 5 in the conference. They'll take on ULM. In Monroe, Saturday at 2 p.m. Do want to mention this? Our good friend John Cox, who's been just the voice of the Golden Eagles for almost half a century, he was recently awarded the NCBWA Russell D. Anderson. That's cool. It's named after Russ. 
Wilbur Snipe Award for National Contributions to College Baseball. First given in 1975, and uh, this year John Cox is that recipient. Pretty cool, obviously, that he gets that and gets awarded. Pretty cool, named after our friend Russ Anderson, Bob. 1,000%, and I didn't realize that. I'm, I'm really happy to hear that. Russ Anderson was a great, great guy, and uh, many appearances – on the Eagle Hour, and I know you, you, you like you. You thought as much of him as I did, Luke, and uh, we'll always remember us. And congratulations to you, John. John's been on the show about four hundred seventy-four times, and uh, he's always welcome to come back. And uh, we we think of the world of John Cox, and uh, I've known him for a long, long time, and I'm happy to uh, happy to see that. All right, Pete Taylor Park tomorrow, man. We always look forward to this broadcast because it's. It's the glorious opening day of baseball. Scott Berry, Hill Denson, Daniel Stewart, former pitcher for the Golden Eagles, Larry Warren, Luke and I will be there. I think Kelly will be there as well. Uh, we're looking forward to it. We'll be right outside uh, Coach Berry's office. If you want to come by, we've got a whole new truck of Super Talk swag, and we'll be happy to give you some of that as we celebrate the start of baseball 2023. All right, tomorrow at 1 o'clock, we'll see you from the peak. Till then, Southern Miss. To the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.